We're rolling. Sounds like you're mixing a bowl of macaroni over there, bud. You fucking want one, bud? <laughs> hmm. Hold on a second. Okay. This Let's is kick gonna, this mother off right. It's going to be episode 293, The Fun Employment Files, number 52. Not confusing at all. This is the song I was going to play for you guys the other night. Favorite things in punk is the sing along. Yes. Hey kid, the Ducky Boys. What if they're related to the Jerky Boys? They sound like them. Good base work. He's really burning up the frets there. <laughs> I'm going to play these three notes and I'm going to play them really well. Well, do you see what the name of the album is? Three Chords of the Truth. Well, they, yeah, that's, that's what it should be. They don't have any illusions. Yeah, there shouldn't be any bullshit with a, with a punk bass player. That should be it. Punk and rock are so, especially rockabilly punk, even Springsteen is very punk himself. Well, Punk is very Springsteen. Sure. Well, <laughs> I think Bruce Springsteen likely accidentally in, invented punk. Well, no, that was the Stooges. The Stooges or the Sex Pistols or... Sorry. Well, that, that can be kicked around to any, no, to any, to to any source. Yeah, the Beatles actually have a huge hand in it. Yeah. Um, well, the the main riff in every in lots of punk songs is is a Beatles Let riff. riff. Yeah, it, of course the Beatles took that from somebody else. Sure, I mean, know. but you had uh, some people say the Sex Pistols, but I think to, if I'm not mistaken, Iggy Pop and the Stooges were before the Sex Pistols. Well, so. I, need, I need you to listen to this. Okay, I'm going to play a Bruce Springsteen song. It's a song I've played a thousand times on here. Okay. <laughs> it's going to be Born to Run. Just be ready for that. I'll actually I'll find you a Born to Run punk version. Okay, I guarantee you there's one. Oh yeah, there's probably fifty. Spring uh, punks love Springsteen, like uh, Nikki Corvette and the Romeos. You think that's a punk version? <laughs> Five, you think? Four. Alternatively, a United States bill worth fifty dollars. What? As an adjective, fifty can mean being ten more than forty. What is that? It's just what it's saying at the beginning of the song. Oh, okay. I thought that was my phone saying something. No, it was. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. That's just another song called "Born to Run." Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll find the Bruce version of it, and it is literally the three chords that you hear in almost every. Just sped up. It's G C D. This is probably this is probably E A B. I don't know what what keys. Well, this could be a, a social distortion song. Yeah, but if Mike Ness would sing it like more gravelly, you know what I mean? Yeah, he'd be sing more. Some from the stages out on exactly. I don't know how he sings. I, I just every time I sing Bruce, I try I to sing like Bruce. I can't sing Mike Ness. I mean, I just I can't. whoa. <laughs> Baby, this town rips the bones from your back. It's a death trap. It's a suicide rap. We got to get out while we're young. Fuck yeah, but, yeah, but that's that's punk has actually driven home this newfound love of Springsteen. Well, yeah, because I respect him more. You know what I mean? It's like it's not that I never respected him; it's that he was just always just Bruce Springsteen. You know what I mean? Now it's like he's Bruce Springsteen. Like, yeah, he's the. They're writing about the same shit. He's writing about coming from a shitty small town, well, which he? is the most dangerous small town in America at the time. I think uh, Jersey, uh, Asbury Park is one of the most dangerous mm. places in the world. Well, then there was you know the, well, the in Mar- America Dropkick <laughs> Dropkick opened up for him. You know they they have a song together. I'm sure Sunshine Highway. He's got songs with everybody by now. He's I know, a, but that's you know, 
Um, I could go on. It's a good Jewish boy playing with some good Irish boys. Um, this. Also, this is a very punk riff. Just palm mute it. Put some distortion on it. Put the, put your palm on there. Ding, 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 ding. Speed it up about three times. Yeah, I'm, I really credit. Oh, hey, my mature my. My rapid maturity, with which has happened in the past ten months, and um, yeah, you were a real baby, dude. It was. I really was. Don't take that seriously. Well, no, I don't. I don't give a fuck. But I mean, it's not untrue. But it's okay. I, I live with it. But it's it's that. But it's also cultivated this new taste in music that I always should have been listening to, and because I can remember back, like I've said before, one of the albums I burned up in my basement was no doubt Tragic Kingdom, mm-hmm. and that's only that's punk light. You know what I mean? It's like, don't get me wrong. There's some real punk songs on there. Just a girl's a punk song. Um, Excuse me, Mister is a real punk song. I, I mean, just found out that John Anderson does a version of Atlantic City. And I- oh, hell yeah! Well, they blew up the chicken man in last night. Hell yeah, dude! And they blew up his house too. He's not so bad. It's fucking great. Yeah. It's not my thing, but you know, he's got a he's got a, a natural tremolo in his voice where he goes in and out of volume. Yeah, it's fucking great. But he's real smooth. Sometimes here's the band. You ever heard the band's version of Atlantic City? It's probably more famous than Bruce's. All the jam bands do this song because it's got a mandolin. And yeah. they have a mandolin guy. All right, so might as well let him show off for a minute. <laughs> well, they blew up the chicken man in Philly last night. It's old Levon Helm, baby. It blew up his house too. I was not, I'm a big jam band fan. Well, this is the band. They're not really a jam band. They just really inspired some jam bands. Gonna see what I mean, I like the Avett Brothers. I like, you know, they're all good. Old Crow Bad is not bad. I like plenty of Old Crow, but that's not really jam band. When I think of jam band, well, I think of needlessly noodling or uh, masturbating in front of a crowd. Yes, a fish playing, a, the, playing the same riff for four hours. Which I hear is great whenever you're on Mushrooms. I, I guess, I'm but not, I mean, it's... I'm not going to pay... It always goes back to that South Park episode where all the hippies are standing around, and they're like, what are we going to do now? We're all assembled here. <laughs> Wait till these little Eichmanns get a hold of this crunchy groove. They start dancing. <laughs> like, like, you idiots aren't doing anything. Yeah, where are they, the, where's they the, protesting? Where's the change? <laughs> I showed you the uh, South Park pandemic episode the other day. How do you feel? That's hilarious. It's fucking great. It's fucking Randy. <laughs> Uh, and uh, it was Stan projecting his his uh, him losing his mind onto Butters. Yeah, and Butters was kind of fine. He was just kind of annoyed with the whole thing. Right. It was great. Uh, actually, th- until you mentioned that, I didn't really get that. Well, it kind of at first you kind of thought Butters was losing it when he lost it in the uh, in the cafeteria. And then the cops came and co- the teachers. I'm sorry, not the yeah. cops. <laughs> God damn, fucking teacher. <laughs> The, the, the glee they, on their faces whenever they got their they, weapons and back. the tanks and the fucking <laughs> yeah <laughs> fucking anti aircraft guns <laughs> it was fucking great uh, I hope they never die South Park forever uh, this is fun employment files uh, episode fifty two overall it's episode two ninety three if we added all the fun employment files that didn't get numbers before. I think there was 49 of them, 48 of them before. We'd be well over 300 episodes now. Yeah. We'd be almost halfway to 400. That's going to be the next next milestone. Yeah. Once we get 300, it's going to be, you know, it's not like we're signing off. Yeah, well, let's sign. Let's quit. Let's quit. <laughs> Tens of people around the world will be <laughs> devastated. What would, you do, if we had, what would you do if, if somebody just knocked on your door one day? It was like some group of people from Sweden or something. <laughs> Dutch Underwood Donka We uh, we've <laughs> Yes We want you to come To our country <laughs> We love Pillow Fort Radio <laughs> Well here's the thing I kind of want to stay here And you can listen to it Over there <laughs> Yeah But what if they offered you Millions of dollars Or drachmas Or whatever the hell what they got? Is, Vardrukes <laughs> We'll give you One thousand Vardrukes a day which, Z- Zenny coins Which are on Capcom games <laughs> They give me Um the uh, Trump defeats coronavirus commemorative coin. 
You see him walk over those stairs and he takes that mask off. And he's like, they should have played the Superman theme. <laughs> what a fat, what a fat fuck. What a, just a, he's uh, the best. He's such an idiot. He's what we deserve. We well, that's, it. that's more true. <laughs> we, we earned that's this. more true than I would like to admit. We really earned it. We deserve, <laughs> it. We deserve all this shit happening. I us. love it. I personally, it, I think it's probably the best thing that could happen to the But country. you're a nihilist. Of course I am. Yeah, it's I mean, the best. <laughs> what a time to be alive for me. Everybody else can suck it. <laughs> Your house could burn down. I'm also a and narcissist. You talk, and we talked about how amazing it is. Well, it's just an opportunity to do something else. That's how I would look at it. Well, actually, that's the way. I'm extremely overinsured. That's the way the Stoics look at it. Yeah, I'm overinsured. Zeno of City. My dog's not going to die. He's he's already in the ground. That's the only thing I would worry about getting out. Zeno of City, he was extremely wealthy. He's a guy who started Stoicism. And his ship went down to produce purple. Is, which is what he produced the, the color purple. I was going to the movie. The the movie with Whoopi Goldberg. I was going to. I mean, it's, it's been a project. The uh, Stone Temple Pilots th- second th- album. Two thousand years. Two thousand wow. years for this movie. Wow. <laughs> I loves Hoppo, but he ever raises his hand to me, I kill him dead. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I do a good Oprah impression. That's a great movie, though. <laughs> it is a great. Movie. It's a really great movie. Um, shot in a lot of a uh, majority a majority of it, not a majority of a large part of it in Wilmington, North Carolina. Wilmington. Uh, Wilmy Wood, they used to call it. But anyway, hooray um, for Wilmy Wood. <laughs> they uh, fucking Ethel Mermans. He his ship went down, and so did all of his. To 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 get it, you have to extract it from snails, and it's an extremely small amount. And they each still have snail. to do that. No, say, there's no, no way you can just produce it. I mean, you can do that in a lab. You can go to a paint can store. And there's probably somebody, somebody who still does it like the old way because it's like a thing, you know. And some hipster's paying $3,000 for a purple shirt. Yeah, absolutely. This was dad with snails, man. They killed thousands of snails to make One it. of my favorite quotes. But I'm also a vegan. One of my favorite quotes is Marcus Aurelius who said, sometimes you have to realize that imperial robes are nothing more than wolf's... Uh, uh, Oh, Wolf, uh, no, what do you say? Uh, sheep hair dyed with snail mucus. That's what he, that was one of his favorite things. Imperial. I'm going to look up the actual quote. Imperial robes. Marcus Aurelius. Marcus. A U R E L I A U S. See what his quote was. Chuck Keenan is a faggot. That's not it. No, that's not it. He wouldn't have said that about you. It's very prescient. He didn't even know you. Very prescient, right there. Mm, I can't find it. It's not on the first three three results. So I'm not. Gonna <laughs> it's it's in there somewhere. It's in one of the books. It might not have been a, a, an actual quote attributed to him, but it was it was one of those things that surrounded him. Like you know what I mean. Some maybe one of his teachers said it said it or something. You have power of your mind, not outside events. Realize this, and you'll find strength. That's good. Yeah. Dwell on the beauty of life. Watch the stars and see yourself running with them. That's also good, dude. He's amazing. Happiness. The happiness of your life depends upon the quality of your thoughts. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's a great one. Everything we hear is an opinion. Not that's a fact. my favorite quote. Boy, shit, this is prescient right now. Yeah. Everything we hear is an opinion, not a fact. Everything, Everything we see, you is, see is perspective, is, not the truth. Exactly. Son of a bitch. That used to be on my uh, Facebook. I'm that was get my that quote tattooed on my, Facebook on my profile. dick. He's Marcus Aurelius was. He's like a Christ figure to me because he was. Ooh, here's a good one. Waste no more time arguing about what a good man should just be. Just be one. Be one. Yeah. Damn, son. God damn. This guy's me. My favorite. Some of my favorite things. I always is, say don't talk about it. Be about it. It's the same thing. Well, yeah. You're Marcus Aurelius coming in. Except, <laughs> you know. I could be the second coming. Sort of like uh, Tom Cruise, the second coming of LRH. He's going to be the second coming of Iron Man. He's going to be Iron Man in the Multiverse of Madness. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Hugh Jackman is going to be in the Multiverse of Madness. Why would he do that? That is going to Why happen. would Tom Cruise... He's just like, I missed out on something really cool. It's like John Krasinski is being approached to play Captain America in it. Because it's like... They're trying to it's acknowledge like the fact... They're, yeah, they're trying to acknowledge the fact that these other people were going to be these characters. This is their crisis. It's, it's very verse, meta. Yes. Right? Well, it's very meta. It's like... So they're getting the people that were tapped to play them. Sure. Like in the Batman... You- and we're back. We just, uh, my computer decided to shut down right in the middle of it, but we were able to recover it. I think we were talking about uh, Tom Cruise playing Iron Man in the multiverse and yep. how Josh Hartnett, it's possible he could play like a small role in the um, in the uh, Flashpoint Paradox as one of the Batmans. Yep. Would it be Batmans or Batmen? Because they're all 
Batman. They're all the same Batman on, on different timelines. It'd be Batman. Batman? Yes. Okay. So Josh Hartnett was originally supposed to play, he was approached to play Bruce Wayne slash Batman in the Dark Knight trilogy, but they went with Christian Bale, which I think was a good decision. Absolutely. But I do think Josh Hartnett would have also been good. Sure. So so that's happening. Um, speaking of comic book movies, over the last few days on my in my days off, I have watched all four of the original Superman movies from when I was a child. God. None of them are very good. No, they're not. One was good because it was a Superman movie. Yeah, it was literally just a Superman movie. It, Marlon Brando was outstanding as Jor-El. He's the best Jor-El still. I liked Russell Crowe. I did not like Russell Crowe to begin with. But he's also barely in it. Sure, but his presence is so powerful that it's, it is. Yeah. he's a huge presence. Russell Crowe, as good as he was, was not that big of a presence. I mean, he was a big presence, but he wasn't as big as Brando. He was so, more of a humble. He's a completely different take. He looks like Eddie Vedder. Well, he was more a scientist slash, you know, they, Brando's character was very aristocratic. Like he was, mm -hmm. you know, he's had the, all this power and he was, but he was like, he was like the aristocrat that went against the council. Zod, I'm going to make you an offer that you can't refuse. <laughs> is, that, is this a good impression? He was start going like this a lot. He puts the orange in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> um, I tell you what, the white hair got me. I mean, it was. It should have been ridiculous. It wasn't. Like no. that. That movie was fucking. Let's 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 revise that. The first movie was good. It first was a, movie is good. It was it, the second movie was not. Like it was, man. It was not good. It was. He threw the cellophane Superman symbol. And it, they had all those powers, like the telekinesis and shit. They don't have that. And he That's not Kryptonian super Split into two. And mm -hmm. like, they just made stuff up. Is that Richard Donner that directed that one? Richard Donner got kicked off the project. Oh, in the middle because of. Because he. Oh, they snottered him. Yeah. And that, there's actually a thing out there called the Superman 2, the Donner Cut. I'd like to see Which that. is a lot better. Like a lot of people say. HBO, where you at? Get on that. I got your, uh, I got you your can, streaming you service. You can buy it on Blu-ray. Like you know, I want it free on HBO. I'll pay $15.99 <laughs> a month for this. Yeah. It, it's got to be. You know, we can probably watch it for free somewhere. At least somewhere. watch the stuff that's different. I was looking for Because you said Canon mm -hmm. made the last Superman movie. Yes. It might be the best one other than the first one. That's fair. Because it was all just the, all the, the hour and a half. The villain was terrible. Yeah. I mean, it's nuclear man. Yeah. Just made him up out of nowhere. And like Lex Luthor wasn't really the villain in any of them, but the first one, but he was behind the, I don't know. He was Hackman. Like I said, I'm surprised Hackman was even in the fourth one. And Ducky. Ducky was in it. Who, well, he played he, he, Luthor's son. He's Lex Luthor's nephew. That's, that's what it was. And he, he talked like this, dude. Yeah. It's like, whoa. Yeah. Look it, was, it was awful. Because every teenager in 1987 talked like that. Uh, yeah. For some reason, they were all from Southern California. But he California. still had the they ducky surfed. hair. Yeah. It was. It was he, must have, he must have done 16 candles in that right back to back. Sure. Because <laughs> he had the ducky hair. I hope he was still wearing the shoes. He might have. He was, I guess those are corrective shoes. He was just dressed the exact same. Right. He's dressed the exact same. Um, but it was better than Superman 2 and Superman 3. They should burn the negatives for that. <laughs> Richard Pryor, who he, he was, he was, he was skiing he's in, at one point. He's in the unemployment line at the beginning, and then he just he sees like on a matchbook, uh, learned a computer program, and he goes in, and it turns out he's a natural computer programmer. It's so and then stupid. He, he designs a program that takes all the half cents and puts them into wait a into second a check for him. That's yes, space. it is office space. <laughs> Because they said, uh, and then Superman was flicking the peanuts. It was yeah, like breaking glass. Whenever he's he mad, got, he got no. Drunk. I did like that. Because that uh, part was actually wasn't the bad. kryptonite thing that they gave him, like it didn't weaken him, but it just made him mean. Made well, him there's asshole. different kinds of kryptonite. Like that's it. That's a, that is canon in the in the comic books. One kryptonite is lethal. One kryptonite causes him to have odd powers. Um, one of them affects him mentally. Um, but there's lots on that HBO Max. Mm -hmm. There's lots of the cartoon movies like the animated movies that are all really good yeah from at a least certain, from what i the seen, flashpoint paradox is it, it's on there yes yes dude. i've seen maybe you, five, you've, i've seen it oh yeah oh yeah it's fucking amazing i've seen maybe five of those of the uh dc animated universe throne movies, of atlantis all very good yeah throne of atlantis is almost it's, as good as the flashpoint it's got paradox. both dark knight returns is on it dude. you already have those anyway but, oh, yeah i was no way i was gonna let those pass and not purchase them yeah I they're mean, great yeah <laughs> peter weller as batman is you know an old aging but jacked still big man jacked where he can't really climb the rope but he can beat the dog shit out of you you know the, um, that was affleck's batman uh, speaking of we watched uh batman versus Superman. dude yeah well, it was so fucking good the extended cut 
because they made him cut it down from three hours and three minutes to two forty, I think. Maybe two twenty. I it was. I think it was like two. I think they. It's cut a complete. It, I think they movie. cut entire hour hour out of it. Let's let's see what the theatrical cut was. But it was it literally f- even. I mean, even it it felt like there was that much. You know what I mean? It was a great movie, man. I really enjoyed it. I kept on saying through it. I know it was annoying you, but I was just like, dude, this is so fun. Well, this good. here says it's three hours and three. Maybe I'm I'm thinking that the the uh, version that's on uh, that's on HBO Max now is the official version now. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's that's good because it says three hours and three minutes, and that movie was completely different than the one that I saw in theaters and once or twice at home. Let me see. Let's find the theatrical. Okay, theatrical runtime: one hundred and fifty-one minutes. That's two and a half hours. Sixty one twenty. Yep, two and a half hours. So and then we'll put ten minutes back in. No, thirty-three minutes. Oh, three hours and three minutes. They okay, like okay. thirty-three minutes in it. But uh, they, all the thirty-three minutes they took. Where's all was, the pertinent was, fucking information? Was, yeah, it was all the exposition. I'm like, <laughs> what are you doing with this? And when I was watching, I was just like, why did you take that out? You know, it's it made so much more sense. It did. It was a really. I, I have to revive. I think one thing that we've just dis, we've discussed this. Everybody's palate was Marvel. You know, they, this is what I'm eating and this is what I want to eat now. When you give them something else, they're like, that's gross. Even though it's good, it's just different. I'll tell you why everybody shit on it. It's because of the Martha scene. Yeah, but that made sense in it context. It does whenever you're not an idiot. Exactly. Because he's trying to hide the, his secret identity, so he says Martha instead of mom. Right. And then Lois Lane says, fuck that. It's his mother. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it was, they all did a great job. Um, I don't know, man. It became uh, fashionable to shit on. Sure. The Batman and that, that Zack Snyder universe. It's not, it's not Marvel. Marvel has that thing that makes you warm inside and love it. This is not. DC is much more harsh. Like it's, it's existential stuff. It's, you know, you're, it's, it's really hard sometimes, but I like that. Leave it. Leave it how it is. It's good that way. You're you're telling a different type of story. You can't throw modern music into it, and then or or even uh, nostalgia music and say it now. It's a Marvel movie. It isn't. It's just not. You know, it needs orchestrated music. It needs all that shit in it. Don't do it anymore. I'm looking forward to the Snyder cut now. I think it's going to be great. Uh, Justice League. Yes, because from all accounts that I've read, it is a completely different movie. Yeah. Different villain. There will be a Steppenwolf, and he's going to look completely different. Yeah, he's more menacing when he doesn't have that goofy fucking face. He's he's, you know, Dark Side is going to be in it, but Dark Side's not the ultimate villain. I mean, he is, but he's like sort of like how Thanos. Yes, it's more foreshadowing than it is actual involvement. So, setting up for the next Justice League movie, which there might not be one, but actually, if this thing's good enough. DC's going to make It's going to be rally cap time Because they are really going to make a rally And come back And Marvel's going to be back on its heels Because Marvel is getting ready to drop the ball I hate to say it But that's happening That's going to happen um, I think so I think, yeah. they're, I think they're getting woke And when you get it's woke It's not necessarily that I mean broke. it's It's bullshit I don't believe that I'm just saying that they're going to A they're they, If you think That you're Invulnerable That's when you get ready to fall Yeah that's true They think they're invulnerable Because they have put out 10 years of good movies There have been a couple Of exceptions that weren't great But, but they weren't good. bad All of them all Thor of them the Dark World good. Was not great But it was still good Still It's enjoyable It's watchable Right Age of Ultron Not great Still good You know yeah, It's it's ridiculous uh, James Spader Is the uh, robot He's Ultron, I guess. And 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 the thing about it was he didn't go through a period where he was benevolent. He just kind of became I like to call it twirling your mustache villain. I don't like those. In the Superman have, movies, everybody is twirling their mustache. Absolutely. Everybody's so garbage. cartoonishly evil. Exactly. In the original Superman. He actually movies. says they're dedicated to to evil. And I, I was just like, no, you're not evil. You just think what you're doing is right. Gene Hackman, <laughs> he says, I need to find more people like me that have disdain for truth, justice in the American way, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Blah. I know. It's just, ah. <laughs> uh. And back then it worked because people thought that's what comic books were, when actually they never really were. Um, Lex Luthor was 
was a villain for a reason. He was threatened by what Superman represented. Superman represented the fact that human beings, and actually in the, in the Kingdom Come future, he was right. The fact that human beings started to lean on him to too much to solve all their problems. He's like, we can't start doing that or else we're going to stop stop progressing as a species. And he was absolutely correct. He's just so cartoonishly evil. It's That's the only way to describe it. Yeah. It's, he is he is a bad guy from a Roadrunner or a uh, Looney Tunes. Cartoon. Yes, he is. He's he's an evil scientist from a, from a 30 Superman cartoon. He does, you know? he does evil stuff just for the sake of doing evil stuff. Right. There's, there's really even no gain in it. Well, I mean, there's gain in it for him, but it's just like... For him. Yeah. But like if you look at... Um, Thanos, mm-hmm. his, his for the reason, greater good, for the greater good yeah. of everybody. I got to get rid of half of this shit. Exactly. I mean, at the end, they kind of made him a little bit more. I'm going to have to scrap it and build it back in my image, a grateful universe. I'm like, that felt like it was a little bit over the top for me because he wasn't that. He was like, but he, but he also already knew what happened in the other timelines, didn't he? So yeah, so it kind of altered his way of thinking. Like, if I'm going to be defeated this way, then I can't keep. He's nothing if not efficient and and can learn from his mistakes. So you know, that's what made him such a badass. Yeah, he's like, the greatest. He's my favorite. Dude, he was such a good villain. I mean, he's just especially when he beat the shit out of the the ace, all the a a list fucking Avengers. Man, he beat the shit out of all of them. He was the Road Warriors. Well, it was a squash match. Yeah. The the coolest thing about it was though, even if people don't like Captain Marvel, when he punched her, he headbutted her, and she just went like that, and he's like. Because you know, she was tough, man. I like I like Carol Danvers. I she's thought she was great. a good character. You know, I like it too. I've watched the uh, the uh, Captain Marvel movie. I Marvel thought it was Marvel. one of the weaker ones, one of the weaker movies, but it's still a good movie. You know, um, I, I I gave it a B plus. Super fun in the theater. Sure, I gave it a B plus. You know, um, the rest of them are solid A's. Uh, well, Thor: The Dark World was about a B minus. I think the second Ant Man was a B. Yes, it wasn't as good as the first one. I still liked it. Well. The first one had uh, Edgar James Almost. <laughs> That's Edward James Almost. Oh. Uh, no, um, Edgar Wright. Oh yeah, it had his fingerprints all over it, and all the laughs and all that stuff. But he got removed from the project or quit one for, or one of them because he he wanted to make a movie by itself and not tie into the larger thing. The guy that did like uh, Shaun of the Dead. Yes, and all that. is his name Edgar Wright? I think so. Let's look it up. But he he was on the project to begin with, and then he got either quit or got removed. Um, but it had a bunch of his style of comedy in it, like all the things where you where they tie it together and the guy's telling the story, like and it, sh- and it shows his picture and he's smiling Edgar, and all that right. stuff. Um, and he's that's that's all his. Like he's he's done that in Shot of the Dead. He's he's almost a one trick pony director, but it works every fucking time. Even um, I haven't seen the world's end. Though, Baby Driver. Way. Yeah, I have not world's seen end. Baby Driver. Baby Driver's a lot of fun. Yeah. But it's really stupid. Like, well, sure. This wouldn't happen. Right. It's still fun. Yeah. And those guys are cartoonishly evil. Well, it can work sometimes, but I prefer a villain that is a villain for a reason. Mm-hmm. I prefer a villain that's, that thinks he's doing something for the greater good or so his machinations are so far reaching because he's, he's a sociopath. You can be completely evil if you're a sociopath, but there has to be some gain in it for you. Like the Joker. He's just a lunatic. He's not a sociopath. He's he's a lunatic. A sociopath has their ultimate thing is preservation of self. The Joker doesn't care to preserve. He doesn't. He doesn't care. That's yeah, one of the reasons about that. He's totally fine. Exactly. Dying. When he's laughing, falling off bridges and shit, and he gets saved or whatever, he doesn't give a fuck. That's what makes him so fucking dangerous. Hmm. I could I could talk about fucking comic shit all fucking day. There's a documentary on on uh, HBO Max about all the villains. And how they're created So I kind of look forward To watching that shit I've created villains And no villain I ever created Was villainous for no reason Like You know They're actually sympathetic Like Darth Vader At his core is sympathetic He Yes he becomes a, An evil character And he's super powerful And does all this shit He did it Originally Even though it was Fucking so ham handed In that fucking In the prequels You know To try to save her To get the power To stop death That's the reason He did what he did it was dumb, but it was actually a, a decent reason. And then, you know, when he was finally revealed and, you know, took the helmet off, literally he stopped becoming a monster anymore. So, you know. Then he made out with his son. <laughs> I think they put uh, DiCaprio's head in a deep fake in it, and it was awesome. As uh, as old Darth Vader. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
DiCaprio? Yeah. They put. Did you not? Did you not watch, watch what a I lot said? of them? I don't, I did don't you remember. not see that deep fake I sent you with the DiCaprio in the prequels? Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 He, he was better in those in fifteen minutes of, of the scenes with him in it than Hayden Christensen was in all three of them talking. Poor Hayden so Christensen. He's and he's not bad. He's just not been in. But a he's lot just not Darth thing. Vader. I mean, he's just not. Imagine if they'd have got Jonathan Lipnicki to play uh, <laughs> young. Anakin instead of Jake Lloyd. I've got a lisp. <laughs> the human headway, they pound. God. Fucking idiot kid. Fucking lip nicky. Oh, Batman v Superman just got a 28% on Rotten Tomatoes. I disagree wholeheartedly. That's not accurate. It's very good. It is really good. That fight scene, whenever he's going to go save Martha Wayne. Yeah. Jesus Christ. That's the most Batman shit I've ever seen in my life. I know, right. Just pre-planned fucking, you know, going to eliminate. I'll drop you off on the second floor. (laughs) Eliminate all the advantages, you know. Oh, you're talking about the one where he goes to save her. But I'm talking about when he fights Superman. Every angle covered, you know, just knows he's going to take some lumps because it's Superman. Yeah. But he's he's just setting them up the whole time. It's a great fight. Like it's basically That itself should have got like a 60% run. It was fucking awesome. Yeah. He's baiting them in the whole time. Yeah. Everything he does there's a reason to it. Shit. I mean, it's like that fight is straight out of the Dark Knight Returns. One of the things he's counting on is that that Batman is uh, the Superman is a decent guy. He is not. So cuz he can't afford to be. So, you know, he knows he's not going to kill him outright. If it was that, it'd be over. He could have killed him. Right now. You know, he, so, had every, he, he was going to kill him right. and they came in. But his conscience was working on him. He's just like, I, you know, maybe I can subdue him or you know, something. He's just like, I don't want to do this. So, so, so now we've turned you around on two of To the, be fair. You turned around on. I turned the, around. On Man of Steel a long time ago. Yeah. A year ago. I mean, I no, but it's not only that. Um, I turned around on this one because all the stuff they took out made the movie make less sense i just well, who edited that there's no way snyder some guy fucking from the studio cut out was, a half who, who worked for the fucking suit of story he was given an impossible task edit this down that he's probably sitting there going um because editors know story he's like mm-hmm. this is going to make it make no sense yeah they're the ones that get the dailies every day and mm-hmm. they know what they're doing exactly the, like the editor put it together in the first place like the editor of uh uh richard chu is one of the guys who edit, edited star wars he saved star wars the original cut Star Wars was a garbage. I'd love to see it. it. There's, there's, you can find it on YouTube, like stuff that's in there. Like it's really bad. And Richard Chu basically said it. He's just like, it was done a lot of long shots and masters and all that stuff. He's like, we had to change it. He said, and we were given so little to work with. Like one scene where the, the uh, sand person knocks out Luke, you know, he raises his, his gaffy stick or whatever and does what he does. He said, we had to take that down to the limit and I had to rock it back and forth to make sure he was shaking it twice. That's how little edge I had to, to edit that scene down, you know? So yeah, I can, I can imagine the original cut had like each scene was just two seconds too long and just taking that two seconds off makes it that much better. Right. It's all pacing. That's what they said too. The pacing was off. It just didn't flow. It wasn't good. I mean, so they took it and, you know, they're the unsung heroes of Star Wars. You know, uh, Lucas gets all the credit. Lucas is a great idea guy. He is not a good storyteller. He's just not. So. Fuck, dude. I almost want to watch uh, Batman vs. Superman again, but I don't have five hours on my. I know. I do get making long movies is fun, but Jesus. I was watching. Uh, I was going to go home and watch Avengers, Avengers Endgame this evening. I mean, it's still early yet, so I was going to go home this evening. But um, I, there's just too much. To, I was watching the uh, Mojo, Mojo.com, and they were talking about their best moments from it. I was like, fuck, I need to just watch it again. I'd be down to watch that again. I love it's it. fucking awesome, It's one dude. of my favorites. It's so good. It's definitely the the best. That one and um, Infinity War. Infinity War together. It's, it's one amazing. movie. Yeah. You know? I think they even made it at one time, didn't they? They were filming, took a filming concurrently, like yeah. they were like uh, he did Lord of the Rings. He filmed them all three at once. That's, that's pretty dope. That's what, well, and that's how they do now. That's every studio does that now. Well, they had to film like in the in New Zealand for that. So mm-hmm. the expense of flying everybody out there for yeah six months at they the time, live there for so many stay years there for two years yeah. and make this whole thing at once, and then we'll put it was all longer, two years. I think it was like. I think it ended up being like five. I mean, that's, was, that's why we didn't hear from uh, 
uh, any of the actors in that for so long because that's the only thing they could do. Right. We're making three movies at once, and they're all three hours. And those long. hold up. I've watched them again. They completely hold up. I've only seen the first one. I might it's still I might, the best. It's still the best one. I might dive into it and and watch them. Yeah, give just them because shot, everybody man. I know watches them and likes them. I don't know. I just, same thing with Return of the King is literally like almost five hours long. So it's, I mean, it's four. It's a solid four. Um, the theatrical cut was four. Yeah, Jesus, you had to sit there for four hours. Gone with the wind. There was an intermission where you could get up and go to the bathroom. Could you masturbate? Sure. Why not? I mean, um, there was stuff. I mean, it was they were they were tremendous movies. I mean, I still like Fellowship. I think it's one of the most visually stunning movies I've ever seen, especially when they're in the Shire. It's just beautiful looking at it. I mean, it's it's still. I put it on when I want to sleep because it's peaceful, and I love Howard Shore's score. So yeah. that's, that's one, one of the things thing I'm going to do with these is really that, put it on. A score really makes a not just like using pop pop songs or whatever. Sure, but like the the actual score. Think of Stranger Things without Stranger Things. So there is no Stranger Things without this. And soundtrack. also, it doesn't sound that doesn't sound like anything else. No, that score because usually with a theatrical score or a TV show score, it's orchestra. Right. This is synthesizers, and it's it's two guys. It's it's an eight bit video game score. It's basically great. yeah it's great it's i, I it. listen to it every night to I, I, that's one of the things i listen to with these in especially that the one where they're riding their bikes and a you know that's yeah you just got a a new uh yes earbuds there um anchor released uh not released they they put out these they're called Soundcore uh air or whatever and i was in, i was i had these j lab ones which weren't bad or j lab or Aren't they JBL JBL yeah, yeah. I had a pair the of Kaboom those. box They used to advertise yeah. On wrestling um, They're not bad They weren't bad But I wanted something I had the money I was like I want something high end I want something for myself That's going to last And so I can list All my favorite stuff So Bows were $130 That's pricey But it's bows You know It's going to be worth it So I, But those I checked But these intrigued me I was looking at them I was like They look really cool They're cool They're sound canceling That's another thing too When you had those in I couldn't hear I a could, single thing. I couldn't hear you exactly, but I couldn't hear. I couldn't hear the music playing when you had them in, because that does that too. It, people around you can't hear what's going on. What so. I can't wait for is to you to, to lose one of them. That's not going to happen. Knock on the table. Okay. <laughs> that totally useless gesture is going to make years of of uh, habits. If I know disappear. you, yeah, I'm going to lose one. Well, this is a little bit different. Like I. I I may I may leave my phone some place, places sometimes, but I've never lost my phone. Um, my keys are another matter because I don't care. It's just a car. Envelopes um, of money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't lose the things I value, so you see where my values are. Um, <laughs> no, these are. Uh, so I looked at these and I looked at them. The reviews, you know, on the different tech sites, and they said these are. They said Bose might have a slight edge, but it's negligible, and it's a thirty dollar difference. So I was just like sold. No, told, told I wanted Chelsea to help me, and she told me to just like get those because then you can get some other stuff. And I got my light bulbs that you know I can yeah, control with another, my phone. That's another wild investment that you made. Smart light bulbs. That's that's awesome. I love them. I mean, it's, I'm thinking about it, they're, dude. They're five dollars. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean it's, five dollars to you and five dollars to me is different. I don't. It's it's still five dollars. Yeah, but I don't make that much money. Okay, well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but if you buy them, you're gonna. Spend less ultimately because they last forever. Plus, you can't leave the house. If you leave that house and leave them on, you can just look at your phone and turn them off from your phone. They don't have to be on. So, well, I don't ever have lights on anyway. <laughs> really, you I know, like, I like light. Like I'm a, I don't like darkness. I mean, because it, it depresses me. But um, it actually makes me happy. If the sun never shined, I'd be okay with it. <laughs> we don't. That thing burns out. We're all gonna be dead. Um. No, but I'm completely. This is one of the best. One of the best purchases. Those two things are two of the best purchases I've made in a long time. So it's pretty neat. You can turn them on and off from from your phone from absolutely a thousand miles away. Mm-hmm. It's pretty neat. It is. Um, another thing, uh, the workout I've been doing with Tracy. My chest is so fucking sore. Like, what does this workout consist? It's, it's Mike Menser, uh, heavy duty. It's called HIT. High intensity training. He's the one who invented it, and um, it's what Dorian Dorian Yates used. Is it H I I T or H I T? H I T. 
like okay we started you start with a couple of fairly heavy warm-ups and then you go right into it like uh it was you start with a isolation movement oddly enough and then go into your multi-joint movement because then you're you're isolating the muscle and then those other muscles that that help you push are helping to, that, that muscle to go even farther into failure so we started with flies you know i was actually a lot stronger than i thought it'd be except on flat bench i'm just a terrible flat bencher and um it's two seconds have you tried round bench <laughs> spherical bench Sphere, um, yeah, cube bench <laughs> um no it's a uh, three seconds down mm-hmm. two seconds up you know and you're just and tightening every muscle just and just like the uh yeah the uh ddpy exactly only it's, it's with weights Except with weights yeah and um yeah i love it i mean i i've never i haven't been my chest has literally not been sore in years and this it finally got sore except for so, that uh the the battle royal you were in you got thrown into the corner and everybody took their turns chopping yeah i took a couple chops that was more of a surface soreness right rather than a muscle soreness though right you had to go, go to the hospital and, and my pride, pride. my and pride, pride, pride was definitely, was definitely wounded. Yeah. Um, you ever taken a real chop? Yeah. It sucks. It hurts. It, sucks. <laughs> it really hurts bad. Why do you, why are you doing that? <laughs> no wonder their pecs are separate. Oh, that, that, that's not what causes that. Um, now the, the back workout, that's going to be a little bit different because I've learned this. My back is so strong and has been put through so much shit that my back really didn't get that sore. My biceps got a little bit sore, uh, which is odd because I work them to death. What about your penis? Penis stays sore. Mm. Medical problem. Well, it's all the blisters. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to do a regular five three one squat tomorrow um, because I don't think I'm ready to not be able to walk. You know, because that's that's exactly what that will do. Is if I do a workout like that with my legs, it'll be. I won't be able to walk for a couple of days. Mm. Getting in and out of Stoker will be agonizing. That's so. uh, the last three days I've been doing hour long yoga works at workouts, and they all have three sets of five five second squats. Mm-hmm. And when you get down to the bottom of your squat, you do like some stretches where you uh, put your, yeah, you were telling me about this. You put each of your forearms on the ground mm-hmm. or as close as you can get. By the second set, I can get my forearms on the ground. Yeah, and you do the other one, then you do both of them, then five seconds back up. Then five seconds back down, mm-hmm. and my haunches are sore. Yeah, my ass. Yeah, my uh, hammies and my quads, very sore. That's awesome. It is good because they haven't been sore in a long time, right. from, especially from doing this no weight workout that I do. It's coming. I'm along. of the opinion that you can build a decent amount of muscle with no weights. Yeah, if you just have to do everything slow and deliberate. Right. So now let's let's apply that to the fact that you're adding weight on top of it. You're going to build a shit ton of muscle. I can already see it. Like, it, it, there's a visible difference, I feel. I was walking into the laundromat, and my shoulders stick up. You know, it's just, it's going to be, it's, and I haven't even done shoulders yet. So, I'm really excited about it. Um, you know, it's a shifting from the fact that I'm not 20 anymore. I'm not in my 20s. And, You're actually more than double that. Yeah. And I can't, I, I, deadlifting, I'm going to miss it, but I'm just not going to do it anymore. We're going to do stiff legs. Because that's you know works our hamstrings and stuff like that, but I'm not loading up 500 pounds and, and deadlifting anymore. So we need a reverse hyper machine somewhere around here. It's so good for your lower back. It is, but nobody gets them because they're so weird looking. Yeah, and they're it, it's hard. Mm-hmm. Like I did, I simulated it. I just got on my counter here and laid on it and just kicked my legs back up. Yeah, and it helped. It helped my back. Right, but. Now put some weight on that. It's from what I hear. I've never gotten to actually use one. It's really. It also looks stupid when you do it. Well, it's one of those things that that girls do. You know, they, I don't see a lot of guys doing it. Well, so, freaking Louis Simmons invented it. I understand, but I, I'm saying why, it, why wouldn't every meathead in the world be like, we should have this in our fucking gym? Because meatheads are dumb. I mean, they they. I mean, they do understand this stuff, though. They do, but they don't. You know. A lot of meatheads are guys that they're just gym rats. They don't really have any aspirations other than looking hot and all that stuff. They don't have, you know, I admire the bodybuilders a lot because they have an actual goal. They're like, I want to be able to compete. I want to be, you know, Mike Menser and in the nineteen eighty Olympia got robbed. I mean, he got robbed. Arnold looked not good. Um, I mean, Men- he looked amazing, but just right, but not for him. And Menser looked so much better. 
Um, Mike M I K E M I N. No, M E N T Z E R. I was just one letter off. That's what I was gonna see here. Okay. Images. Jesus, Harold Christ! Look at that son of a bitch. Yeah, I'm gonna show you a contest. Look at that mustache. I know, dude. Son his mustache. He, he he's he's aware of that too. He would he he laughs. Here's a side by side shot of him. In that Olympia. Now, to the to the untrained eye, they look alike. But to the to the fan of bodybuilding, Mincer is much better. He's sharper. He's actually bigger. His shoulders are wider. You know, um, he uh, ju- he should have won that contest. His abs are much tighter. Like his midsection is. There's more of a slope in Arnold's shoulders. Well, Arnold's got sloping shoulders, but um, his traps look like they're bigger. But uh, right. Mincer's chest looks bigger. Yeah, and Mincer does, you know, and actually Mincer's shoulders are not really that big. They're just, they're, they're fairly broad, but um, he's just made them really thick by doing the, the kind of workouts he does. I'm, I'm waiting for that. There's just a, just a regular shot of him. Yeah, and he doesn't look cartoonish like they look now. No, that's how I'd like to look. Ultimately, that's the way I'd like to look. Now, I'm not going to look like that probably, but, you know, I can get close. Because he took a lot of steroids and he never, it, one, another thing I admire about him, he never lied about him. He said, yeah, take him. Here's a fun thing. You know, the most recent episode of 21 Jump Street. Pent uh, Hall. They really get into steroids. Yeah. And in the 80s, they trained us to think that if you took steroids one time and you took it right before your competition, you were going to murder the competition. You oh, were yeah. Beat the shit. It wasn't, a, it wasn't a long process. It wasn't a cumulative thing. No. no. You take it one time and now you're a super athlete. Right. <laughs> So and your good. nose bleeds for some reason. <laughs> yeah, the, the gymnast girl. All of them, their like noses are bleeding. Dead, yeah. What are we doing? Why is their <laughs> nose bleeding? You're not snorting it. You took it once, you piece of shit. Jesus Christ. Blood pressure. There. Pinhall took it one time, and he's throwing and then up. He moved a, sa- a, a, a file cabinet. Yeah. It's like, what are we doing? We were trained to think this is evil. And then, uh, I mean, every, you know, you remember TV shows back then, they all took on very ham-fistedly the... Uh, the issue of the day, there right. was AIDS. I don't know that they've attacked AIDS yet, but I can't wait for right. 21 Jump Street to do AIDS. A very special 21 Jump Street. It'll be it'll be a two-hour episode. They're going to block out everything for that. <laughs> yeah. But every issue, race, they really beat that one into the ground. They did. Uh, and actually, they, they did it better than anybody does it now. Well, uh, yeah. Apparently, Penhall was swayed by some of the things he was saying, you know, and then Holly Robinson had to tell him that he was wrong and you know i don't remember that but I'm, my, I you're think, probably right because pinhall is a dipshit that's pretty good that's that's amazing that's what i'd like to look like well you're gonna have to um what do you i don't really know i was going to try to come up with something funny but it would probably just be the actual thing that you need to do my diet is yeah uh, actually it might have been Six pounds of meat a day. No, he's actually a big. Uh, he's a big proponent of eating balanced and not eat and not overeating. Like he doesn't believe in a gram of protein per pound of body weight. He doesn't believe in that. He thinks he thinks like half a gram. So I should be eating one hundred thirty grams. He says, but I'm still sticking. I'm I'm not. I'm trying to do the carnivore ish like uh, like today. The only things I'm going to have today is uh, two steaks and two protein drinks. That adds up to 300 grams of protein, and but the calories are down because I need to get this off. I, I, I have to, you know, it's got to come off because I'm never going to be able to see what I what I'm working with if I've got this. So I have to be willing to lose some muscle, and I'm going to, but ultimately I'll look much better. So it's going to be a process though. It's going to take about a year. So I'm um, working my way into having a gymnast body, and that's a good thing. Oh yeah, gymnasts are highly fuckable. You know, highly fuckable. All right, we are highly fuckable. Ah <laughs> uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck. Um, the 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 thing is, my my love handles. These are a uh, genetic thing. Yeah, my too. brother lost. He had he had a six pack, but he still had love handles. Like, oh. Well, you can have thick obliques, but they yeah. if but once you get down to a certain body fat percentage, they look good too. Like, um, I'm trying to think. Arnold had thick obliques. Like he was not wasp wasted. He he posed where you couldn't see. Uh, Larry Scott is another one. His waist was thick. You know, you're going to have that, but you have to be able to work with the aesthetics that you have. Um, I'm built 
Like a troll. <laughs> well, probably closer to the mark. Maybe, um, maybe an orc. <laughs> ogre. Uh, small ogre. No, um, I'm built a lot like Larry Scott. Like, I've got big arms, but my shoulders aren't terribly wide, but they're thick. Um, I got a thick waist, which makes it difficult to build that V shape. Um, I've got good legs. My legs are, you know, they respond very well to training and they're getting really, really thick, really fast. <laughs> but, um, I don't know. I mean, you just have to know what you have. I mean, I don't think I have a physique that will ever win me a major physique contest. That was probably not going to happen, but that's DeviantArt, right? Oh, yeah, that's not really real. That's uh, Menser and Casey Viator. That just looks ridiculous. Yeah, that's not real. I mean, the guys like now, right now are just, uh, you know, right now they look dumb. They just don't look. They're unhealthy. They're um, breaking news. Kristen Stewart has, is gay. Has publicly publicly come out as queer. Right. Whatever that means. What does that one mean now? She's gay. Does it just mean bisexual or they're changing the meanings? Of I queer. don't know. I feel awkward when I call people at work queer now. Because I don't know if it fits them. Right. I don't want to call them faggots. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah, I kind of do. <laughs> no, yeah, Eddie Van Halen died. Yeah, we have not discussed that yet. You a big fan of Eddie Van Halen? Um, I was a fan of his talent. Oh, more, yeah, more, than, more than I was a fan of his music. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of Van Halen, but they seemed like a bunch of nice guys, and he seemed like a great guy. They always seemed like they were having a lot of fun, and it was just, you know. Um, Amazing guitar player Yeah Invented Songwriter Invented uh, an entire style Of his own Yeah that hammer on technique He really You know Even if People had done it before him He had perfected To a point where he Essentially invented it So Let me see here This is the one Everybody always Tries to play When they're kids Eruption Good luck with that Back to the crowd because he didn't want to see how he's doing it. And I like Van Halen. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm I think my problem with Van Halen was David Lee Roth. I don't care for him much either. But I mean, I like I, him as a guy. I've heard sure. him on Rogan a couple times. He's really fun. Really he's got nice a couple guy. of good songs with him. But I'm a I'm a Van Hagar guy. Um, I'm more of a Gary Sharon fellow than myself. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> Nobody was. Um, let me pick up one of my favorite Van Halen songs. I've actually got it in my library. Is it You Really Got Me? No. Is it Running With The Devil? I like that one. But it's no. pretty good, actually. Is it I'm Just a Gigolo? Definitely not. That was just that Here was a Here solo song. Is this the one from the Crystal Pepsi commercial? Right now. No, no. Hey. That was late. That tomorrow. was This is right after Sammy had joined the group. Oh, you ate one too? Yeah. A lot of people thought they sold out when Sammy came with them and all that shit. I'm just like, man, they made great music. I think all the talk of selling out is pretty stupid. Sometimes, but sometimes they people legitimately change their music to appeal to a little yeah. wider audience, and then they start sucking. Metallic is a notable. I don't consider it selling out. I consider it compromising. 
they come they compromise. The one thing they don't talk about enough is uh, Van Halen's rhythm play. Michael Anthony was a great bass player. Yeah, but the rhythm he played just shows, again, how great he was. Yeah. yeah. You know, originally Alex uh, was on, tried to play guitar, and Eddie wanted to play the drums. They respectively sucked at each, so they switched, and they were... Like one time, Alex got on the drums and was just started wailing on it, and Eddie had been practicing forever and could not do anything he did. And was like, "Well, can't do that anymore." So he went and got Alex's guitar, picked up, and was really good at it. So. Yeah, this is a great song. Yeah, it is. We were talking last night. Um, he he finally gave up after his son came out. He couldn't go on. With the son that was a bass player. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not that he was gay. It's that he was a bass player. He's not even gay, I don't think. He's a bass player. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Wolfie's gay. You ever seen Wolfie? Isn't he really heavy? He's a big fat kid. He's great. He's probably also a really amazing guitar player. But you can't be in Van Halen and Eddie's already there. So right. Yeah, kinda. Well, they might. Now that he's passed, they might. If he's got those chops, why not? Sure. You have the name. I wonder how Alex is taking it, because, you know, they were they were really close. They were good, you know. Okay, Tell you what, I'm not a big fan of Hagar, but he can uh, he can fucking wail. When he was with Van Halen was really the only stuff I had. Seems like, also, another one, seems like a super fun guy. He really does. He's like an awesome he, dude. You know, and, and a great, like, he never let rock and roll destroy him. Like, he never be, he never had a drug problem. He drank and all that stuff. He has his own tequila. Exactly. Guy. I mean, and he tests it personally. And he likes to have a good time, but he was never dumb. You know, he never. Roth, on the other hand, <laughs> dove headfirst into rock and roll stardom, and it destroyed he him. He seems the type to dive headfirst into everything. Into a pile of cocaine is what he dove into. Well, he's, he's lived in Japan for the better part of a few years training in Shotokan karate. Right. <laughs> Just because he can. I, I know, and he's he really I don't know, man. He he was one of those people that the the party for him was never going to stop. He either was going to kill him or he was going to quit. And eventually quit, but he had to completely change his lifestyle or he'd keep doing it. So um yeah, I'm uh I'm not a, I wasn't a fan of Daily Roth really. I like Jump. I like Hot for Teacher. I like, you know, there's quite a few David Lee Roth songs I like with Man Halen, but I'm a much bigger fan of Sammy. So, Who do you think would be better in bed? If you got to fuck one lead singer of Van Halen. <laughs> Gary Sharon. Gary Sharon, really? Yeah. Do you think uh, whenever Gary Sharon was in the band, they would do uh, more than words? Sure. I, I bet they would. You got to get Nuno Bettencourt up there. Nuno Bettencourt was no slouch either. No, he wasn't, but he wasn't Eddie. Well, no. I mean, nobody's. I mean, and I'm not saying that because he's dead. I mean, I, is Nuno Burton Court dead? No, Eddie's dead. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Extreme was not a bad group. Fuck no. I mean, they had a. You know, they were had more than words. They had a couple good songs I liked, but they just weren't. You know, going to be on that next level. And then Gary Sherman got picked up, and it wasn't a bad idea, but it just he just what he wasn't Dave, and he wasn't Sammy, and so. Uh, and I think he. Is a cool guy because he eventually admitted it. He's like, man, I, you know, I can't step in those guys' shoes. It's just not, you know, I'm just not the same. So, no. Didn't they do a tour a while back with both lead singers? They did, and it didn't go well. Like they would alternate, and David and Roth was was Roth. I mean, he was. He thought he was. I mean, one of his great quotes is, "Sammy." Uh, Likes to bring the party. I am the party. <laughs> Dave, come on, man. Dave, come quit on. wearing the assless pants and doing the splits. I don't know. Keep wearing the assless pants. God. On a 60-some-year-old man, it's just not happening. Anything else you want to talk about? Penises? Buttholes? No, I think it's pretty much it. I think we've done it. Yeah. You pick a song to go out on. I already know the one, baby, baby. Here we go. Thanks for listening. We'll be back later this week with the uh, full cast and crew. Go fuck yourselves.